boy, Larry Long Jr., CEO, that's Chief Energy Officer of LLJR Enterprises. You're listening to Sassholes Rev Ops with an Edge. Watch out now. Welcome to Sassholes, a show dedicated to issues within the software as a service industry. We are Revenue Ops with an Edge. I can't do it like Larry. Jamie, Jason, KG, and myself, Pete, have a combined 100 years of making interesting decisions. Please subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You'll get all this genius in one compact email. Today, we're joined with a very special guest, Larry Long Jr. Are you ready to be the best version of yourself? Well, you should, and you can. And Larry Long Jr. will help you get there. Larry founded Larry Long Jr. to help people, teams, and organizations go from good to great. He regularly speaks to individuals and teams and has been coaching and training sales organizations for 16 years. If you're looking for energy, excitement, and a jolt to get you into action, Larry's the guy for you. But before we get to Larry, this episode's brought to you by NeuroNoodle. Hey, parents of athletes, get a doodle of your noodle. It's a brain map before the season starts so you have a baseline to compare it to. You get a physical every year, right? Well, get a brain checkup before the season starts. Schedule an appointment now at neuronoodle.com. Hey, a lot of football camps have already started. It only takes 20 minutes to get the data you need to ensure the quality of your athlete's future life. Hey, KG. Sup. KG. Can you hear me now? Sup. Lay it on me. Here we go. I'm, I'm, no. your, I'm your Jamie punching bag. Air used to be free at the gas station. Now it's a buck fifty. You know why? Inflation. <laughs> Inflation. Leave us some comments on our blog at sassholes.net. We've got some shout outs here. Lauren Nisbet, two years at Uber. Oof. Who you got, KG? Well, I got, you know, the nice guys. I've got uh, two happy birthdays. One for my boy, Chris Ulibari, who is at ZipRecruiter for quite some time and helped us build it way back when in 2014. And uh, he's moved on and then uh, had a birthday yesterday. And then Garris Young, super stud director over at uh, Upkeep, my former company. And it was his birthday yesterday. But I also got, uh, you know, not just a nice guy. I'm not just a nice guy, Pete. I got I got another yeah. one. I got a real one for you. We got Josefina Schmella. She used to go by Mendez. Absolutely awesome. And she just got promoted to group director, general market at Teeds recently. She's she's the bomb diggity. She's absolutely awesome. Congratulations, Ho Safina. Interesting. Uh, Richard Castellini promoted to senior vice president of business development at Talent In. You ever hear of Talent In? I gotta look that up, KG. I have not heard of that one. Well, he's he's uh he's getting paid the medium bucks there for sure. Ida Bryce, six years at DocuSign. Ida, you're a cool chick. Stay cold. All right. Uh, let's see. Jason's not here, so that means nobody died. Jobs. <laughs> Thank God okay. for that. That's right. We all live. All right. Now we got our boy Larry. KG, how did you get, get us hooked up with Larry? How do you know this guy? Well, you know, I met him. So when I worked at Upkeep, I had a sale SDR manager that reported to me. His name was Nick Truman. Dude was a math teacher, a math instructor, 
that went on to uh, get into the sales business. And him and Larry worked together for quite some time way back when. And I was talking to Nick recently and Nick said, boy, I really love your podcast. You've got to, you know, jazz it up a little bit. You know, you need to, you need some energy on the show. I got the guy for you. It's Larry Long Jr. And so I talked to Larry. I had to turn the microphone down while Larry talked to me, talked at me for a while. But I thought, you know what, he'd be perfect for our, uh, you know, for our show. But yeah, so we just recently met through the amazing Nick Truman at uh, at Upkeep. Well, I'll tell you what, I think I, he blew an eardrum. At the, at, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll edit that out in post. You know, sometimes we put little Easter eggs at the end of the show if you want to catch what's going on. KG, why don't you start off with your boy Larry. Larry, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate Larry, you know, I'm dying. We didn't get to catch up too much, but, uh, you know, we met through Nick, uh, Nick Truman, and I would love to hear more about, and our listeners would love to hear more about your career and how you got where you are today. And again, remember, like our listeners are new leaders and aspiring young leaders that are new, you, you know, new to sales and marketing, finance, you know, leadership, and you've just had an amazing career. Tell us, uh, you know, give us that, that 30 seconds of Larry Long Jr., man. Oh, goodness gracious. You're throwing curveballs at me. You know, I can only hit fastballs. Played baseball <laughs> at University of Maryland. Did IT consultant at Accenture. Realized that wasn't my passion. Opened an indoor baseball softball academy. Failed. Fell into the sales game. Making 150 cold calls a day. It's crazy. I just spoke at the sales kickoff from that company. <laughs> so I've been in sales. It's been a, a journey. It's been an adventure. It's been a misadventure, but it's been fun, and I've learned every step of the way. I think I've had 11 steps along my career, eight different companies. So you do the math. I've been anywhere and everywhere, and I absolutely love sales. I love sales leadership. If you're listening, I encourage you to be the best that you can possibly be. Are you up for the challenge? (laughs) I love it. I love it. Way to start. You know, I'd love to get into a controversial topic. You know, Larry, Pete and I have been doing this for a long, long time. And one of the most common questions that I get from uh, CEOs and sales leaders that I consult with is, how do you motivate people? And I just want to ask you right out of the gate, and then I'm going to argue with you. Can sales leaders and, and leaders of companies truly and really motivate people? I mean, it's your whole business, motivational speaking. So can you? Can you really motivate people? Yeah, I think you can. I mean, it all it all delves down into your definition of motivation. I don't I'm not friends with Webster. I don't know what Oxford has to say, but I'm a big believer. If you can find someone's inspiration, their internal inspiration, their why, as Simon Sinek says it, then you can find the levers to motivate them to, to light that match, to get them fired up to be the best that they can be. Now, some people say, oh, it's got to be internal. Eh, ah, eh. I don't know if I agree with that because there's external factors that motivate folks, uh, money, cars, status. Uh, and then there's internal legacy, uh, recognition. For me, it's my father's legacy. All the, all, all the sacrifices that he made that fire me up each and every day to make the most. And I think they call it carpe diem of each and every day. But that, that's just my two cents. It's not even worth a nickel. I'd love to hear what you got to see. say, KG. I think they say anything is possible from the other <laughs> KG. 
Well, Pete, what do you think, man? Like you, you've been doing this longer than me. Can you truly motivate people? There's a percentage. I don't know what it is. You got the comp plan and then you got whatever the reason, your, your reason why you get out of bed in the morning. You know, if you don't have a reason why, then the comp plan don't matter. You know, it's got, yeah. it's got to start there. And it's got to start with the interview. If you can't pick up on the reasons why that person's got to get out of, you can have a dozen Larry's in the room. I don't know what you're going to do to that person. I can only yeah, imagine no. a dozen Larry's. I, you know, I, I totally agree, you know, Pete. So I talk about, you know, in the hiring process, you can find, you know, motivated people, but motivating somebody is, is such an external, you know, external thing. But I think you're both right. If you don't find that why, you know, you're lost, like you're, you're not going to be able to get people out of the bed with just, you know, Hey, we got Larry Long Jr. Coming to speak today. Oh my God, I jump out of bed. Well, that may happen that day, but will that happen for 250, you know, business days? I like to say that you want to, hire motivated people and put them in a motivating environment. You know, you could have a motivated person and put them in front of a really shitty leader. And, and that is demotivating and you're going to lose people, you know, left, left and right. And so if you have great leaders like Larry and Pete that are going to truly understand what your why is, I'll never forget long ago, the great Alicia Andrade, now Alicia Callen, she wanted to pay off her school debt and go to Bali and she needed to save the money to get there. Pete's smiling. I love it. He's done this about a thousand times. She wanted to get to Bali and pay off her student debt. And so I worked with her on her commission plan and di diagrammed it out and said, here's your plan. Here's how you're going to travel to Bali in July. And by that time, you're going to pay off your student debt at the exact same time. Talk about one motivated salesperson and somebody who was willing, when she hit that target, she was willing to run through walls for me. And that's, that was tapping into the, into the why. Larry, what do you think? That, that, that's the power of a great leader right there. I mean, I can't speak for PJ, but I know for me, my baseball coach at Maryland, he couldn't tell you where I went to high school, but I still busted my ass. I hope I can say that because I was doing it for me and my teammates. I wasn't doing it for him. Now, when I look at Mark Winchester, who's the best sales leader, who's the best mentor I've had the honor of working with, I'll do anything for that cat because it comes down to care, C-A-R-E. Do you actually give a damn about the people mm -hmm. that you're leading? There's a, a ton of people that have the leadership title. They ain't leading nobody. Mm -hmm. People can smell BS from a mile away. If you don't care, number one, about yourself, if you don't self-care, then how are you going to care about your people? And Mark showed that he cared. I'll never forget, before he joined, he wrote a handwritten note, mailed it to my wife. I said, hold up, I'm the, I'm the one you're going to be working with. But he had a great message. He said, hey, behind every good man is a great woman. And I just want to thank you in advance for lending Larry and his talents, the little talents that I have, to the organization. That goes a long way. And you talk about that consistency, he continued to do the little things that everyone can do, but most people make a choice not to do. Uh, by the way, I got, oh God, this is so great. I got two things on this. Pete, I heard a rumor, and maybe you can back me up on this, yeah. that, at, that at Career Builder for the President's Club trip, that they would actually get gifts for the significant others. Is that true? That is true. And I had nothing to do with that. What I did do was you can give gifts and you can do all this other tangible, physical, you know, stuff. But 
how many people actually gave a handwritten note like Larry says, right? Little, hey, thank you for the hard work of last year. Appreciate you. Okay, then, you know, here's all this, you know, other stuff. But the, people would give the gifts, but they wouldn't do the notes. Do the notes first, then then what, if you got budget, then do the gifts. So, yes, that did go on. <laughs> yeah, because you believed in, like, the truly sincere, you know, caring gestures. I mean, for God's sakes, go get yourself some crane stationery and a, and a pen and you'd be, sh- you, you'd be shocked. You know, one time, uh, one of my first leadership jobs, we had no budget whatsoever. And so I got crane stationery and I would literally go to the Walgreens down the street and I would buy these little fighter jets. And I would, uh, uh, the, the, anybody who exceeded like whatever it was, 150% to goal. They got a handwritten note from the CEO and I would bring it directly to the CEO and say, okay, here, this is what you need to write. And then, and then I would seal it and I would place a little tiny die cast Top Gun airplane, like a fighter jet on the note on their desk. It took off, no, no pun intended. This thing took off like wildfire. People would line up their little, line up their little fighter jets. And when you'd walk the sales floor, you'd see who was the top performers because it was this badge of honor. I mean, come on. President's club trip is fantastic with a trophy and stuff, but that was such a low budget. And it truly showed, you know, Larry, that, that we, that we cared. And, you know, I'd love to learn more. I mean, we don't have to belabor this, but like you, you've written and talked about leadership with, with heart. Can you expand on that a little bit more, Larry? Yeah. So, I mean, first, the little things are really the big things and the little things mean so much. And the little things aren't really little because you're putting in time, energy, resource to show someone that you care. And when I think about leadership with heart, it's really leading with your heart and being authentic. It's being vulnerable. It's understanding that other people, there's a four letter word called life that we're all going through. And so many times leaders, they miss out on that. They, they're, they're just laser focused on the numbers, the numbers, the metrics, the metrics, which, yeah, that's a part of it. Got to keep the lights on. And we've got to make sure that we fill the cups of our people. And, and if we're not filling the cups of our people, my question is, what the what are we doing? WTF, where's the fire? Come on. What now. else can leadership do? What what else can leaders leaders do though to to like show that they care and show that they can I say love like can yes. they like show that they love their their reps like yes. that sounds you better give you, you better give a big virtual hug to your people or else they're not going to run through walls the, All next, right, how they the, the next offer of money they're gone you ask what can you do let's start with the hashtag three minute challenge every day take three minutes I know that time is money oh we're limited by time if you don't have three minutes shame on you three minutes pick someone from your Rolodex no that's not a watch. For the, for the millennials out there, go to your contacts in your phone, find one person every weekday. I think it's what, 250 weekdays in a year? Put on your thinking cap and find something you can do to surprise and delight that person. I'll give you an example. PJ, if I wanted to surprise and delight Peter, I know that he's coming in and I think it's doodle for your noodle. I'm going to find a funny gif, a funny meme, send it to him via LinkedIn message. Uh, I might do a video, might do an audio, send it to him via email, carrier pigeon. And I'm just going to tell him, hey, Peter, I'm thinking about you. Hey, Pete, you're on my mind. It's going to surprise and delight him, bring a smile to his face and make him know 
that I actually care about him. Who else does that? Who does that other than his grand, other than my grandma? Come on now. It's the little <laughs> things that go so far. Shoot, Mark Winchester. I took the family to Great Wolf Lodge, indoor water park. I had more time than the kids. But he called ahead and he put a $100 gift card, gift certificate. So when we checked in, they said, Mr. Long and your family, you've got a $100 gift card from a Mr. Mark Winchester. Say what? And it wasn't, the money was great, but it wasn't the money that touched my heart. It was that he would think ahead and be mindful and be thoughtful to, to leave a $100 gift card. Come on, Cletus. Shoot, I, I'll never forget that. And the stories go on and on. My father passed away about six years ago. Mark took a day trip from North Carolina to Maryland to be there. He didn't tell me he was going to be there. He didn't announce it. He was just there. That's someone that I will never, ever forget. That's a moment I'll never forget when I was at my lowest for to have someone show me. Everyone was saying, we send our deepest condolences. That, that's great. I appreciate it. But to actually be there, come on now. Yeah. It's got to be genuine, right? People smell bullshit a mile away. So if it's a fake hug, fake smile, people pick up on that. And if it's not you, it's not you. Be, be real authentic you know whatever it is authentic larry that's you man it's not bullshit if you're if you're authentic people pick pick up on that and you're right the little things now if you got a thousand people in the organization how can you touch a thousand people okay well whatever it is have a system and and stick to it don't whatever it is don't do it for a short period of time or don't single people out that shouldn't be singled out for instance a new rep that comes on board, you can meet them the first day in training and you can recognize their first deal with a handwritten letter, something like that. Jen, it, it, it has to be a system. You have to be continually doing it. If you can't, people smell bullshit and it doesn't mean anything. You're wasting your time. So yeah, KG, I totally agree. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you know, it gets harder as your teams get larger and, and, uh, one of the things that uh, the great Jason Blaze of ZipRecruiter fame um, coined was leadership by walking around. Now, maybe he stole that from somebody else, but leadership by walking around, being present. I took it for granted. It's a natural skill of mine. I took it for granted. I would walk the sales floor and we would have 350 salespeople at, uh, in Tempe, Arizona, walking the call center, going up and down the aisles and giving people the COVID hello, you know, the fist bump the fist bump and, uh, and saying, and using their name, you know, Hey, Jane, Hey, Bob, or uh, Pete, what was it? We have the, the televisions would have the leaderboards up there and stuff like that. I can't remember what they called that. What was that? I don't know. Cause you had bigger budget than I did. It was oh, a, yeah, white right. a white, white, <laughs> whiteboard and you wrote it in. And if they had a deal, you had a big old bell, come over, ring the bell. Cheap shit like that. There you go. Well, whatever it was called, I can't remember. We had these TVs all throughout the call center, and it showed various leaderboards, calls, and quota team, and all this kind of stuff. And it was and Larry. Yeah. To your, it, that's right. And Larry, to your point, it was super easy. As a, and to Pete's point, a system. I would walk the floor every morning that I was there and I would look at the leaderboard. I'd see Jane at the top or I'd see Bobby right below Jane. And I would go to Bobby and go, Bobby, I see that you're, uh, how you doing? You know, COVID hello, fist bump. I see you're behind Jane, man. What are you doing? Get, you know, you, you think you can get there. And I'd engage in this little conversation with that person. And of course, what do they get? It's eight other people in their aisle 
watching the SVP of sales, take it, you know, give them attention for being number two. And then I'd go to Jane and say, Bobby's, Bobby's coming after you. I just gave him a pep talk. And, uh, and that I took it for granted, but people, people really liked that. And it was the little things, Pete and, and Larry, it was the little things, these fist bumps and small conversations and walking the floor and using their first name was, uh, was something that really, that our reps really, really liked. It makes people feel meaningful. And that's what we want to do when we go to work and we bust our ass. Come on now. Give me a little bit of recognition. You talked about the leaderboards. I think we used ambition. That was the leaderboard that we used. It was awesome because coming from a sports background, when you look at that leaderboard, you don't want to be bottom, bottom of the bunch. That ain't good. At least if we hired the right people, we want people that are hungry to get to the top. And stay at the top consistently. So I love what you said, leadership by walking the floor, engaging with people. My wife, I tell her all the time that I love her. She says, hey, I know you say that you love me. Why don't you show me how much you love me? Go ahead and do the dishes. Go ahead and take the trash (laughs) out. Go ahead and fold some of these clothes. That will show me just how much you love me. So the little things are the big things. And it's the things that don't necessarily cost the thing. I'm balling on a budget. You can find creative ways to let people know I'm thinking about you and I care for you. Reason why you got people like Larry and KG around when they when when your reps look at that phone they don't see a phone they see the reason why they're doing it right it's got to be a looking glass a crystal ball it's what what do these people want you know they say to kids today they they don't want a house they don't want a car well what do they want well they, yeah. they want to go on a trip whatever it is there has to be some reason and hopefully you took care of that in recruiting. You know, yeah. vision boards, all that stuff. It's you yeah. got to know why they're there. If if they, if you don't know why you're there, then it's it's a waste of time. You're going to leave. Every one of your reps should have a business plan. And I have reps say, "What should my business plan look like?" I don't know. It's your business plan. Where do you want to get to, professionally yeah. and personally? Now I'm investing. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some feedback. And like you said, KG, I'm gonna give you direction on how you can accomplish what you want to accomplish. But that's your plan. That's your compass. And I'm just showing you that I care by listening as you present your plan and then providing you input and providing you guidance, kind of like the Sherpa that we should yeah. be. And if we can't yeah. guide, hey, I know someone that can guide you. I know yeah. someone who's been the ballot. Let me make that connection. I know someone that's a consistent goal hitter. Let me make that connection. Now I'm showing love. You know, yeah, we talked about leadership by walking around and we talk about, you know, things, you know, the way we, we used to do things. But uh, there, there's some different stuff going on here, Larry, with all the unknowns facing sales professionals like coronavirus and the Delta variant and remote and in-person and, you know, 2022 plans already being talked about. Gosh, my heart's already starting to race here. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty about the future going on. Great. All these plans that you're talking about, these business plans, but there's there's a lot of, you know, landmines in, in those plans. So how do you recommend that leaders help sales rep keep some semblance of sanity when there's so many unknowns that are that are sidestepping their plans, man? Yeah, we're in a unique time, but you think about it, there's always unknowns. And I'm a big believer that it starts with you. Your reps are looking at you as a role model, as a leader. So number one, show me, how are you caring for yourself? I call it MBS, your mind, your body, and your soul. 
if you're not modeling the behaviors that I can look up to, eh, you're probably not going to get my respect. I'm, I'm not going to throw any respect on your name. <laughs> Number two, what are you doing for others? Essentially, if it's tough to, to fill someone else's cup if you're pouring from an empty cup. But if your cup is full and overflow with which hopefully it is, and hopefully as a leader, you've got a coach and a guide that's leading you, you're able to pass that on to each of your reps. You're able to execute on those things that we all think about. But, but really, there's a big disconnect between thinking and doing. And there's a saying, your actions speak so loud. I can't hear what you're saying. During this time, it's important to get back to the basics, the ABCs. And I just presented at my son's middle school and I broke it down. The ABCs, A is action. B is that internal belief. The C, we said care, but it's confidence. It's curiosity. There's a ton of C words that I got for you. And I'll throw in another one. This is an extra. This is a bonus. It's D for dream. Are you a dreamer? If you're not a dreamer, ooh, how are you going to encourage me in my dream? My dream to spend June and take the family to London. If you didn't look at my business plan and review it, you would never know that. You would never know that that's what drives me. So I encourage leaders right now to take action, to believe in yourself, to believe in your folks, to be confident, to be curious, to care and show that you care and keep dreaming. It's, it's amazing. I coach about 40 sales leaders and sales reps. And, and I would say more than 70% of them have stopped dreaming, really dreaming. I'm not talking about, oh, I want to be promoted to enterprise AE. Oh, I want to be a lead. No, let's, let's talk about that BHAG dream. That dream of, I want to spend a year and work from Australia. Mind blown. Let's get yeah. to those dreams that we can put together a plan and work towards getting you there. This is the time yeah. to do it right now. Pete, you talked about vision boards, man. Is that, are we talking the same thing? Yeah, man. Simple, man. Pictures. You can't see it. You can't believe it. Right. So you have to, you have to see it. It's, you got a new, uh, new class coming in a uh, youngins. You, you put them on the bus and you go to the nearest Mercedes dealership. You go in the car, you test drive, you smell the leather, right? You remember what it's like to hit that pedal. That's why you're doing Okay, if it's not it, go visit a real estate agent. Oh, they'd love to show you around town. Go to the 30th floor, see that view. That's the reason why. And it's stuff like that. Trips, travel agent, you got to take it. You know, how much is it? Where is it? What is it? You know, th those types of things. I think those, those, those are impactful things because, you know, Larry's a culture guy. And uh, one, one thing, you know, Larry comes in, you know, the old Memorex commercial, you know, you're blown back and then he's gone. How do you know the culture improved, right? How do you know that the, the people are fired up? So there's got to be some type of mechanism, system in place that can kind of gauge the temperature of what, what's going on. And that can be as simple as a survey of your group. A couple simple questions. One, if you could do it all over again, would you take the job? Two, would you recommend the job to a friend? Not just the job, but your leader. People don't quit companies. They quit their boss, right? So if you can get some type of gauge of that, because then you see the, the, the culture is down. You need a little jolt. You get guys like Larry because... He's going to say all the stuff that you've been saying, but it's a third-party voice, and they're going to listen to it better because it's him. Wow. I can't thank you enough, Pete. You said joke. Come on now. <laughs> That's the book that I'm working on right now. 
And, and the subtitle is Zapping You into Intentionality, Rediscover and Believe in Your Inner Greatness. And so many times folks lose that over time that we all have greatness from within. And I love what you said in terms of measurement. How do we know that we're, we're actually making progress? Well, you've got to measure it. I'm a baseball guy. We keep score. We, we have winners and losers. I'm working with a coach right now, and I came to her with some goals. And I don't know about y'all, but I think smart goals are dumb. I like the S, the M, and the T, but attainable and realistic? Nah, ain't nobody got time for that. I came to her with some attainable goals. She said, nah, Larry, if these are your goals, fire me. I'll give you a refund. You're not going to work with me with these tiny, tiny little goals. These aren't thrilling. She said, nah, when you work with me, we're going to shoot for the moon. And if we miss, we're still amongst the stars. Let's get after it. So I came correct. I came back and I gave her some numbers. I said, oh Lord, this is scary. She said, good. It, hopefully it makes the hair, the little hair you got remaining. She's got jokes. <laughs> I see you, Kristen. Yeah, Kristen Frady. She said, hopefully it makes the little hair you have stand up. I said, mission accomplished. So we're we're going after doing some things and we're going yeah. after impacting people for the positive. That that's our mission that we're on. Yeah. Amen. I think you guys are uh, I think you guys are gonna laugh at me potentially. Pete, probably for sure. I actually so I read the book called The Secret uh, long, long ago, which uh, made a great impact on my on my life. And the central premise there is that if you believe, uh, you know, and, and in a concept or an idea or a mission or a goal, and you believe in that mission down to an emotional level and can truly visualize that, um, you can make it happen. And uh, and that's been true in, in my life. And I looked for an opportunity to create a, a vision board myself, Pete, and I couldn't find one except on Pinterest. <laughs> so I've got a Pinterest account with uh, with like three different vision boards, travel vision board, a retirement vision board. And I think there's one other vision board I've got in there. And I just put pictures in there to help me visualize, you know, where, and it's like these, you know, huge houses on these big grass lots with a, with a wraparound porch. And it's just like, you know, embedded in my head. And you know what, Pete and Larry, I will, I'll get there because I'm believing in that. I believe that I'm going to, I'm going to get there. So a, amen to both of you on that. I love it. I love that you said that KG. I'm actually reading a book that my coach provided to me three feet from gold. It's from uh, a couple authors from the Napoleon Hill foundation, uh, mm -hmm. think and grow rich. And mm -hmm. I was sharing some of my learnings from it to my mom and my wife. And they said, Oh, they're in a book club. They're reading the secret. They were like, Larry, you got to read the secret. So that's next up on my list heard it's absolutely game changing and amazing. Yeah, it's it's game changing if you yeah, it's it's yeah, we don't need to be a dead horse. Listen, I've heard you write uh about or sorry, I've read you writing about and I've seen videos on the um eight priority buckets. Larry, what's the eight priority buckets? Yeah, man, it's the seven Fs and you'll laugh at number seven. Seven Fs. Seven Fs, Wait, seven Fs and a C. All right, all here right. it is. Hear me out. We're going to start <laughs> off with faith family, friends, fun, that's my specialty, fitness, finances, philanthropy, I spell frenetically and frenetically, <laughs> I know it's a PH, don't think I'm a dummy, and then career. And when you look at those buckets, I ask folks to do an honest audit to the scale of one to 10, 
Let's do an NPS, net promoter score. Where are you on each of those eight buckets? And uh, I was doing a CEO mastermind in Chicago. And one of the CEOs said, Larry, I hate to say this. I'm a two out of 10 when it comes to fun. Business has been tough. And I realized for my employees, I'm no fun to be around. And that's a problem. I realized when I go home, I'm not fun to be around. And that's a problem. I said, well, I'm glad you recognize that. What can we do starting right now to take you from a two to a three? And you've come to the right place. I can't, the other seven buckets, I'm still learning myself. But fun, I can help you on fun. We can get loose right now. I can take you from a two to a seven with fun, but you got to be committed. Are you committed to improving? And when we look at a holistic person, I believe that those eight buckets really encapsulate a lot of the key critical priorities. There, there's a ton of buckets. I mean, you can add so many, but if you focus on those eight and you identify what are your top three, and then what are you doing? What are you doing to take action to elevate your game in each? Ooh, sky is the limit. Whereas Michael Jordan would say, I was at that Carolina game, the ceiling is the roof. That's a head scratcher. <laughs> what are those eight priority buckets again? Faith, family, friends, fun, fitness, finances, philanthropy, and career. Pete, what do you think about those buckets? Well, I'm writing them down. <laughs> you know, the, the kids that are listening to us, you know, the new leaders, new reps, new managers and whatnot, what I always throw out there, okay, you got to read, but just as important as reading, you got to apply. You got all these people that say, oh man, I read three books a week. Okay, well, what'd you do with it, right? Did you, yeah. did you take action on any of that stuff? So it's hard to read a lot of books and take a lot of actions. The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step, right? So don't don't analyze, man. Just do, all right? Mm-hmm. Look, Larry puts a needle on your compass. Find which way is north and just go and make adjustments along the way. That's what I think. But I still yeah. like these eight. I, do you I need love him to repeat it again for us, Pete? <laughs> Pete, I love what you said because having a growth mindset is so important. When you couple it with having an action orientation and action mindset, I can learn everything in the world. But if I don't make any changes in my life, guess what? I'm still at square zero. If, I, if I'm not moving forward, and a lot of times fear can be debilitating. It's that fear of failure. For me, I tell people to embrace that you're not always going to be successful. That's okay. In my book, I talk about strikeouts are a part of life. But if you're not learning from those strikeouts, okay, I got fooled on the curveball. That was the, the scouting report on me was fastball inside, curveball in the dirt. I had to make the adjustment. Curveball in the dirt, I'm going to let it go. Give me a curveball in the zone. Watch out now. <laughs> I love that action mindset as well that you talked about. The only problem is life is a knuckleball. <laughs> you need a big mitt. You need a big mitt. That's so funny. You know, it's funny. I used to, um, used to, I still, I talk about what real coachability is, you know, that rep, that person, they're really coachable, you know, and, and they would say, well, what is it? You know, people would say, what is that? What does that you know, truly mean? And I said, well, let me ask you a question. You go to the dentist twice a year, don't you? And every time you go to the dentist, the dentist says to you, he, what does the dentist say to, say to you? <laughs> he says, take out your credit cards. What he tells me. Yeah, yeah. Floss your teeth every night. So you, you know, the dentist says you floss your teeth every night, right? 
And of course, everyone says, uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I, I'll get to it. I should do it. I should do it. And then one out of 10 actually take the action to start flossing their teeth and putting those good, good habits, you know, in, in place. And so, you know, there's, there's reps and mentees that have reached out to me and I'm sure, you know, Pete and Larry, same, same, where they keep coming at you and they keep saying, Hey, can I chat with you? Can I, you know, pick your brain? I'd love to get some advice. And then you have another call three weeks later and they haven't done anything on the advice that you gave them. And, and I just call them out. I'm too old. Now. I'm too old to deal with it, Larry. Uh, and I just say, you know, listen, man, you know, if you're not going to floss your teeth, <laughs> when I tell you to floss your teeth, I, I can't, you know, I can't help you, you know, there you, you've got to take action on those goals, but let me, let me jump on something though. This one, this one really irks me, uh, Larry, you know, should, should sales leaders really be talking about faith and fitness with their salespeople. I mean, that seems like you're crossing barriers that uh, in today's society, people are going to be like, uh, no, we're not talking religious and we're not talking about those fat rolls around my, my belly anymore. You know, that, that we're not having those conversations. So, you know, I, I don't know, I, should, should sales leaders really be talking about faith and fitness on the sales floor? Isn't that a little too personal? We're, we're, we're talking about people's lives. So if faith is one of your top three, for sure, we're going to have that conversation. For sure, I'm going to be there to listen. I'm not going to impress my beliefs on anybody, but folks are going to tell from my actions, they're going to know exactly where my faith stands. In terms of fitness, I'm on a journey as well, and I'm going to be authentic uh, in terms of the challenges I have with eating. I, I love to eat. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but what time is it? It's bow time. I just had Bojangles yesterday. So we're talking about people and I'm investing in people's lives. If you tell me your top three are like mine, faith, family, and fun, we're going to dig in. Let's look at your calendar. How much time are you spending in your faith? How much time are you spending with your family? How much time are you spending with fun? Because we are business. Where does career, where does that match up? Your finances, how are you doing? But I'm going to key in and find out what are you doing? Not what are you talking? Not what are you dreaming or thinking about? But what are you doing along those, as, as, as uh, Pete said, those true north, those KPIs, critical priorities to your life? We all say that family is important. When was the last time you spent time with your kids without this phone next to you? Mm. That's a question I ask myself all the time. My kids have told me, Daddy, we want you without you being here. When you're here looking down, you miss so much when you just look up. So essentially, when I go to my son's baseball, I take my calls in the car. When I leave the car, the phone stays in the car so that I can then be looking up and see the action. Same thing at my daughter's gymnastics. But I'm going to be honest, I struggle. Sometimes I sneak that phone in my back pocket. Oh, she'll never know that I'm on the phone. Yes, when she's looking up and I'm looking down, survey says, nah. so back to your question, KG, you've got to have, as a leader, the conversations around your people. So, so fitness, if that's one of their priorities, we're going to have that conversation. If faith is one of their priorities, we're going to have that conversation as well. I don't believe that it's crossing the line. Eh, HR, slap me on the hand if you need to, but that's how I roll. And essentially, I left corporate America March 26th of this year, but who's counting? Because I hmm. wanted to have the impact that I wanted to have. Now I rock the mic the way I want to rock the mic without someone who's CYAing corporate's interest 
I don't play that game anymore, thankfully. <laughs> well, I think what you're saying, though, is that uh, and I'd love to Pete, for Pete to jump on this one, too. But I, I feel like what you're saying is you're not going to force talking about faith and fitness on your your reps. OK, working for Larry Long, Jr., uh, we have to talk about faith and fitness and how many pushups have you done today? No, 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 no. But if they want to talk about it and it, it, it is a priority that they want to work on by permission. They're saying, yep, Larry, you're my manager. I can tell that you care about me. Yeah. Let's talk about faith. Let's talk about fitness. And they've given you the permission. You're getting at the why, like Pete said, you know, you're getting at the why. And, and if the why is around faith and fitness and they give you permission to have that conversation, then, then uh, <laughs> no pun intended, but amen, let's go. I believe <laughs> on the fitness side, smoking, right? Them smoke breaks, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. You know, you take four or five uh, breaks out there. A couple things are happening. Well, you know, you're losing an hour a day. Okay. An hour a day to, you know, 250 days. So, well, you want to raise, uh, it sounds like you got a couple months worth that you've been sitting out there smoking, but those people that are out there smoking, Okay, they're not necessarily talking about positive things. People are trying to drag other people down so they feel better, right? So to me, I hear you on that fitness and I hear you about HR because I said, hey, HR, man, we got to find out who's smoking and not smoking. We got to buy some, you know, nicotine gum or something, <laughs> put, it, put, put it by the door. I got shut down. But you understand that's where I'm coming from on the fitness, Larry. Yeah, I feel you. When you're in someone else's sandbox, you got to play by their rules. And I'm a big believer, so I built my own little sandbox. So to anyone listening, you got to play by the rules and the playbook of the sandbox that you're in. I don't encourage anyone to really uh, to, to, to buck the system that you're in. But uh, if you want to make your own rules, build your own sandbox. <laughs> I love it. You got a sandbox. You got to take the turds out. We'll edit that on post. The cat turds. <laughs> uh, so uh, let, let's, uh, while we wrap it up with one final uh, topic here, everyone, I'm reading stuff on LinkedIn about the great resignation. Larry, what, what is that? And uh, can leaders do things to stem the great resignation? Is this, is this a thing or is this just like, you know, stuff that people are making up? What, what is uh, this, it's, Larry? It's, it's, a, it's a thing. I mean, you're seeing folks that are determining, hey, my, my organization didn't show me that they cared. I'm going somewhere else. But I'm, I used to take judo when I was younger. I was at the YMCA. So I think the great resignation is an opportunity for the great retention. So my question is, as leaders, what are you doing to retain your folks? And it ain't a game. You've got to do things. I hear it all the time. Oh, they took more money. They took an offer that they couldn't refuse. I call BS on that. Why are they even taking the call? I mean, essentially, if you as a leader are doing your job, hopefully you're there and you've got a relationship to know whether they're interested in taking the call. What is it that inspires them? Because money is a piece of it. And I do some work with RepView, which is pretty much like the, the glass door for sales professionals. So we dig in that money, core comp base compensation, variable commission is a part of the equation. But we also found out that people want culture. They want training. They want to work for an organization that actually treats their people with dignity and respect. Imagine that. Like, we're, why, why are we even having that conversation with dignity and respect? That, that should be table stakes. 
Unfortunately, survey says there's still a ton of organizations that say they care, but their actions show we don't give a damn about our people. That's Mm -hmm. a daggone shame. So as leaders, you've got to make sure that you're doing it day in and day out so that your people know for a fact, 1000% that you care about them. I've got a friend who is... um who's at one of my former companies, he's been there for seven and a half years and he's getting a little antsy. And of course, the price of sales leaders are going up, up, up. It's just unbelievable what these guys and gals are getting paid these days. And he's taking calls left and right. Now, should he take those calls? 100% he should take those calls. But I continually remind him, the grass isn't always greener. So make sure that you are really screening these opportunities because you can get paid. You can get paid. But you deserve, especially in a, in a job seeker market like this, you deserve to talk to as many people and ask as many questions. But it, it comes down to what's really important to them. And I always advise, and Larry, I think you and I are probably copacetic on this one. Uh, I, I always advise my individual contributors to write up a mission statement. When they start looking for new opportunities, write up your mission statement. What is it you're looking for in your next opportunity? Fun, fast-growing, pre-IPO company with a great, a great verifiable culture, uh, culture where I can you know, lead a growing sales team and get paid well in the process and with remote and it's remotely, you know, remotely based or whatever, you got to write out what's important to you because guess what? You'll get a job offer like that, but is that going to be the right place for you? And if you don't spend time uh, and so I feel like the leaders, so this is going back to your question, you know, every salesperson expects their leaders to, you know, talk them out of opportunities. And if you're talking them out of an opportunity after they've accepted, well, then, you know, you're, you're lost, you know, learn more about, what these, what, what makes your reps, you know, tick, you can help stem that, that tide, you know, from your own organization, because they'll be committed, committed to you, committed to you as a, you know, as a person. And yeah, maybe $50,000 more sounds attractive, but working for Larry, working for Pete, that's hard to find someplace else. And if you can help them recognize that because you give a shit that, that is, that is off the charts. And if you're a great leader, if what, the opportunity is matches their mission statement, you're going to encourage them to to go ahead and accept it. Imagine that, encourage them as they move on and progress. It's so important. We talk about onboarding, but offboarding is equally important. How you let someone go. And from my experience, when COVID hit, there was an organization and I saw how they took care of or didn't take care of the people that ended up having to leave and that makes an impact. And I can tell you, it's not a positive impact. So just think about your actions through each of these scenarios and situations, vitally important. Close that one out, uh, KJ. I would say that the greatest thing a leader can do is give the person that they're working with the, the feeling of control. In order to have control, you don't have anxiety. What's anxiety, fear of the unknown? If you show that person that they have options, that they are in control, we say, well, why would you do that? Well, I'm confident in my ability that they will choose me by showing the other opportunities that are out there because there are places where you can make more money, okay? And what I, what I do know is if you educate people, there is a value to that and a loyalty to that. You can go make an extra 50 grand, but you're not getting the education and you're not getting somebody that cares about you, which is what you're both talking about. So great, great job, guys. 
Larry, what's the best way for listeners to learn more about uh, you and your uh, company there? Get some of this jolt. Yeah, I love that. Well, the website, Larry Long Jr., that's jr.com, is a fantastic resource. But also connect with me, Larry Long Jr., on LinkedIn. I got the smile for a mile. I got the gold mic. I got the face for radio. There's no mistake in that. Larry Long Jr., I look forward to connecting with you. Oh, that's outstanding. We'll have all the links on the podcast notes. Well, thanks for listening to the Sassholes. On behalf of Jason, Jamie, KG, and myself, Pete, we thank you for listening. All we ask is please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts because if they can't hear us, we can't help them. Subscribe to our newsletter. We thank you for listening. Larry, thanks for coming on. KG, thank you so much. Cue the music. <laughs> Why is yours crooked? You're you're like sideways. <laughs> there you are. All right. Keeping us on our toes. Which way is up? <laughs> yeah. You actually you had to bring. You brought the. You brought the. Uh, you brought the microphone. Come on, man! I don't leave home without it. Shoot, only for special occasions. You're like the Wayne. You're like the Wayne Newton of our generation. Oh my God! You know that Wayne Newton had a gold microphone. Oh, goodness gracious. That's <laughs> enough. Hey, KG, who is this guy? I, this guy has more energy than you and me combined. I hope you got oh. your seatbelt on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hands inside the bus. <laughs> objects are objects are closer than they appear. <laughs> hands inside the bus. <laughs> Larry, thanks for joining us. Oh, I appreciate it. Great, great we, we, to be here. Thank you. Oh, we got a hot, we got a hot mic. We got a hot mic. Oh, uh, shoot! I got I got a couple hot mics. What you, what you know about that? Oh, <laughs> oh, crazy, crazy! Wow. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. So you, the other guys, you, the other guys can't join today, right? Who knows? We're we're on time. That's all we know. All right, that's a good point. All right, so so Larry, you had me at. (laughs) 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 He did. I can only imagine the intro. (laughs) I know, right? Exactly. However, you want to introduce yourself and then throw that in there. We'll put it at the beginning of the show. Oh, I'm I'm good to go. Come on, now one take. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Professional. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Larry Long Jr., CEO, that's Chief Energy Officer of LLJR Enterprises. You're listening to Sassholes, that's sales with an edge. Whoa! (laughs) Yo, it's your boy Larry Long Jr., CEO, that's Chief Energy Officer of LLJR Enterprises. You're listening to Sassholes, Rev Ops with an edge. Watch out now. Professional, man. Professional. KG, you ready? I, I am ready and I love it. Let's do this thing. <laughs>